so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome to Weekly Tech, a technology and ethics podcast focused on navigating this digital age with wisdom. Weekly Tech is brought to you by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and I'm your host, Jason Thacker. As a reminder, you can sign up to receive our Weekly Tech email briefings each Monday morning at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. Today's lead story comes from a piece that I recently wrote for Christianity Today on the wise way to use smart tools in the midst of a pandemic. From AI-based wearable technology, our phones, tablets, computers, and even appliances, nearly every aspect of our life is being tracked, recorded, and processed by some form of AI or algorithmic technology. These technologies honestly bring us a lot of advantages, such as safer and more effective medical treatments and vaccine development, safer and more connected neighborhoods because of video surveillance and various communication tools, more efficient and comfortable homes, and even convenient access to more information than previous generations could have ever imagined. Often when I'm asked about what kind of got me on the path of technology ethics and why do I study these things, I often talk about a book called Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow by Israeli historian and futurist Yuval Noah Harari. He argues in this book that our technological progress has basically already led to us eradicating the big three, famine, war, and plague for the most part. Even within the technology community, there's often a widespread and kind of overwhelming hope surrounding a lot of these emerging technologies like artificial intelligence and the potential of technology to overcome the brokenness that we experience in this world each day. But as I write about in this piece for Christianity Today, how does the year of 2020, this turbulent and momentous year, fit into this grand vision of the future with technology? So far, just to name a few of the events of 2020, we've had famines in Africa, major conflicts between world powers such as the United States and China, grotesque racial injustice, and a ferocious worldwide pandemic in COVID-19. And we still have several months to go. As a Christian, the difficulties of this year often remind me of the proper role of technology in our lives and where our ultimate hope is placed. While there are incredible and God-honoring technological innovations being deployed from noble ends across our society, we must keep perspective and understand that these tools must be wielded with wisdom if we're to see true human flourishing and potential in our society. But as COVID-19 continues to spread, it's easy to overlook the role of AI in driving our fight against it from drug research and testing and treatment options to processing vast amounts of information utilizing artificial intelligence that can be copied quickly and deployed widely as needed. And this is often much more efficient and quicker than humans can do ourselves. Often some of the most exciting benefits of artificial intelligence are seen within the medical community, and that's no different in the midst of this pandemic. 
A company called Benevolent AI from London recently turned its attention to coronavirus research earlier this year. The company used artificial intelligence to scour medical literature, and within two days, the system had identified a drug that was originally designed to treat rheumatoid arthritis as a potential treatment option for COVID-19. This drug then went into clinical trials in the UK's National Institutes of Health. And even outside of the medical community, artificial intelligence is helping schools and workplaces safely transition back to their ordinary rhythms as some stay-at-home orders are beginning to lift. A couple examples of this is the use of high-tech surveillance and facial recognition to help slow the spread of the virus by taking various biometric data points such as our temperatures as we enter our workplaces. Another example is electronic tracking beacons used for students and teachers in a new Albany, Ohio school district that many argue will help to keep the students safe and socially distanced. While much of this technology is only in the trial phase, there are often periods of cultural crisis like COVID-19 that spearhead significant bursts in creativity and innovation as we've seen throughout the last few hundred years. But how can we use these powerful and potentially life-changing innovations without going beyond certain ethical boundaries? We must make sure that our AI systems and other emerging technologies are being deployed in ways that help to build trust in our communities, often between governments, technology companies, and our neighbors. It's easy to see that there's a growing distrust in our government leaders and even in our public health systems amidst this crisis. How are we to trust our officials and leaders to use powerful technologies like AI wisely in the midst of this pandemic if we've already had difficulties trusting them to perform their ordinary responsibilities with integrity? Without various measures to ensure adequate transparency and to bolster public trust, our society might reject many life-saving advances in artificial intelligence because we fear about their other possible uses and how they might be used and abused throughout our world. The question before us is how do Christians engage these ethical conversations in light of the Scripture? The church has a unique opportunity to address a lot of the fundamental questions that people are beginning to ask in the midst of this pandemic. Like, what does it mean to be human? Is there any hope in the midst of this year's suffering? Our communities need us to help guide these emerging technologies in ways that are good and ethical. But where do we start? One of my favorite passages in Scripture is Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39, where Jesus tells his disciples to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. These commandments really help to sum up the entirety of God's holy law, and they also help to ground our approach to major ethical questions, especially in light of these technological innovations like AI. If you want to learn more about how a Christian ethic applies to emerging technologies like AI, I encourage you to check out my latest book, The Age of AI, Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity, or the recent statement of principles on AI that the ERLC released last year at erlc.com AI. As the waves of COVID-19 continue to break upon our fellow image bearers, it's helpful to remember humanity's place as the crown jewel of creation, which provides a sturdy ethical foundation for navigating the challenges of our digital age. From that place of confidence, we can seek to harness powerful tools like AI to serve our neighbor and to stand up for the rights of all people. Artificial intelligence is one of the good gifts that God gives to us, but it must be wielded with wisdom, grounded in the person and the work of the true homo deus, the God-man Jesus Christ, who took on flesh in order to save his people and to secure our future. If you want to read more about this story that I wrote for Christianity Today, you can check out the show notes or visit jasonthacker.com podcast for a link to the full article that I wrote. 
Each week in the rundown, we highlight four to five different technology stories that you should be aware of as you prepare for your week ahead. First up is a story from Axios about how an AI grading system really missed the mark. How would you like to know that an artificial intelligence system is going to be grading your next exam or paper? Last week, a huge controversy in the United Kingdom erupted over an algorithm being used to substitute for university entrance exams that highlighted some of the problems with using artificial intelligence in the real world. Every summer in the United Kingdom, hundreds of thousands of British students sit for an advanced-level qualification exam known as the A-Levels, which help to determine which students go to which universities. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, the British government actually canceled the A-Level exams this year and had teachers give an estimate on how they thought their students would perform on these exams. Those predicted grades were then adjusted using an algorithm that weighted the scores based on the historical performance of individual secondary schools. But when students received their predicted A-level results, many were shocked to discover that they had scored much lower than they expected based on their previous grades and performance on earlier mock exams. The biggest victims were students with high grades from less advantaged schools, while students from richer schools were more likely to have their scores raised. This testing algorithm essentially reinforced many of the economic and social biases that are built into the UK schooling system. While the British government ultimately decided to abandon the algorithmic results, opting to use the teacher's initial predictions, this A-level debacle showcases many of the major problems with using artificial intelligence to predict human outcomes. But as we all know, bias, whether positive or negative, is actually just a fact of human life, a fact that this AI system was really meant to counter. But poorly designed algorithms risk entrenching a new form of bias that could have potential impacts that go well beyond university placement, including criminal justice reform and even policing. This is yet another reminder of the importance for Christians to be involved in the sciences and in ethics. Next up is a story from CNET, where the Secret Service reportedly paid to access phone location data. A recent motherboard report highlights documents that show evidence that the Secret Service in the United States used a product called LocateX to track individuals' locations via apps on their cell phones. This document indicates that the agency's contract with the service ran from September of 2017 to September of 2018. While a court order is normally needed in order to obtain this type of information, the Secret Service allegedly purchased this type of information that allowed the agency to bypass this requirement. Along with many forms of technology, these type of systems can be utilized to make our communities and our citizens safer. But alongside these potential benefits comes the very real possibility of government overreach or the invasion of our privacy. It also creates a potential to bring disparate harm to those who are vulnerable. While Christians will debate the proper role of technology in government and surveillance, we must understand the ethical implications of these technologies and hold our leaders accountable to be using them humbly and wisely. Next is a story from The Verge about how Facebook and NYU is using artificial intelligence to make MRI scans four times faster and what a biomedical AI researcher is calling a major stepping stone to incorporating AI into medical imaging NYU and Facebook's new model allows for MRIs to be created by only using a quarter of the data that's normally required to complete these images. This collaborative project called Fast MRI uses machine learning to accomplish this incredible feat. The computers use a neural network to learn through exposure to multitudes of sample images. Not only is this new method fast, but reports are showing that it's also pretty accurate. Doctors involved in the study have made the exact same diagnosis from these AI-generated images as they did from traditional ones. 
Not only could this technology be used to make the MRI process much faster, it can also make it less complicated and even more comfortable for patients. It can also increase the efficiency and the cost-effectiveness of the service, allowing more individuals to receive the care they need. As questionable as the future of technology can be at times, especially in the field of artificial intelligence, we can be encouraged by advancements like this that provide better health care to more individuals. The last story this week comes from NBC about how QAnon groups have been hit by a Facebook crackdown. Last Wednesday, Facebook took down over 900 pages, 1,500 ads, and over 2,000 groups with ties to QAnon, which is a far-right conspiracy theory group notorious for spreading misinformation and threats of violence. They also banned 10,000 Instagram pages that posted content supportive of QAnon in this massive crackdown. These measures were in response to a recent study that discovered that supporters of this conspiracy group depended heavily on Facebook for organization and for disseminating propaganda. In breaking up these groups, Facebook hopes to restrict any deceptive information or calls for violence on its site. But QAnon was not the only target of Facebook's overhaul. Antifa, the far-left anarchist group known for violent protest and militant tactics, was also on the receiving end of much of this crackdown. These moves by Facebook were part of a new expansive policy that says that pages, groups, and Instagram accounts associated with these movements and organizations will be removed when they discuss potential violence. These content moderation practices of tech giants like Facebook will continue to be a hot topic of debate in our society. Regardless of where Christians stand on various content moderation issues, we must always be mindful of the type of information that we engage with and that we share on the internet. In this digital era, loving our neighbor can be just as diligently practiced behind a computer screen as it is face-to-face. Well, from all of us here at Weekly Tech, I want to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed Weekly Tech, would you consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app? These reviews really help us to know how we're doing and also to share the word about Weekly Tech with other people. And as a reminder, you can always check out the show notes for the stories we talk about here on Weekly Tech in your podcasting app. You can also get them directly in your inbox each Monday morning as part of the Weekly Tech newsletter. You can sign up for that newsletter at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. Thanks, and I hope you have a great week.